Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Here was the latest this morning on Good Morning Football from NFL.com's Ian Rappaport on the Texans' pursuit of D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, who late this week emerged as the favorite for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Of course, his season is over, his team season is over, which is all bad, except it does clear the path for him to be named the Houston Texans head coach at some point later in this week. Here's where it stands. He is considered to be the favorite. The Denver Broncos, who also had significant interest in D'Amico Ryans, after interviewing him, they have received indication that he his attention is headed elsewhere. Houston, of course, where he played a former second-round linebacker and a former captain there. So he's going to do a second interview with the Texans this week, assuming all goes well, and it should. He will be named the Texans' next head coach, the second hire of this cycle. Okay. I, the, the three little words in there that get me excited – if all goes well, and then here are the three words, and it should. And it should, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't like... know. I've grown uh, – I really – I have a hard time trusting any little bit of editorializing that Rappaport puts on these things <laughs> I anymore. wish I could be that way. I want to trust I, everything. Yeah. Ever since, he, ever since he tried to claim that for no reason at all, he added to his report on Deshaun Watson as saying that – Money wasn't the reason that Deshaun Watson went to the Browns. Right. Even though he had already been out on the Browns, but then came back in when they gave him more guaranteed money uh, than anybody's ever still even come close to getting, that it wasn't about the money at all. That was when uh, I stopped I stopped listening to any of his opinions. He, he Give me I, – I take whatever information he's given me, and I believe that that's probably pretty accurate. His opinion is complete garbage. Okay, so, so- – the um, I knew this was going to happen. Thirty-one to seven was the final score yesterday, Seth. NFC title game, and I was bracing myself. Is that a Bible for this. verse. Thirty-one seven. Thirty-one. Yes, yes. D'Amico thirty-one seven says we should have played better <laughs> yesterday. Um, but uh, but the final score was thirty-one seven. So it was not a good day for the San Francisco 49ers. We knew this was going to happen. That a day that doesn't go well for the 49ers, That <laughs> even the. Even the most hardcore of Texan fans are going to go, I don't know. I mean, yesterday, 
and they point out a few things to overreact to. So let me find a few things here that people are overreacting to, and I'll let you either agree or refute these things. Text message to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Nine o'clock bump there. Two five four one. Did yesterday's undisciplined meltdown of the 49ers defense, penalty-wise, tarnish Ryan's leadership image? It appeared that he allowed their emotions to get out of control. Um, I guess, okay, was it an emotional breakdown on the defensive side? I said, Trent Williams was trying to fight the whole village like he was in The Princess Bride or something. But I don't, I don't recall the defense, other than having some penalties. Yeah. Um, was that a breakdown in discipline? For one, some of those penalties were complete and total garbage. The one where A.J. Brown uh, – oh, my gosh. This is when I hated Greg Olson. Um, A.J. Brown spun away from Ward, Charvarius Ward, and for – like, unimpeded. And that was called a, a pass interference or a defensive holding. Um, Dre Greenlaw was punching at the football, hitting nothing but ball. And that was uh, somehow the worst thing that's ever happened. He was doing what you're supposed to do. He's punching at the ball. Um, and I don't think it was so clear that it was after the whistle either. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there was an emotional breakdown. Other than you could say, now, are, are you going to say undisciplined play? Again, and I've, I'll say this multiple times. I did a couple breakdowns of the 49ers this year, and one thing that stood out about their secondary was that they did a really good job of kind of towing the line into how much physicality you're allowed to get away with. And yesterday, for whatever reason, officials in both games tried to all of a sudden dial like be way stricter on defensive holding and pass interference than I think they have for most of the season. It's been a weird year for pass interference. I don't it's been all over the place. It feels a lot more like NBA officiating this year, like where there's just no consistency in it. So I'll, I don't think D'Amico needs a pass. I think I would give his defensive players a pass on some of those penalties. Yeah, the only the only penalty that I remember from the defensive side that I said, okay, well that's you know, and I'm, and I I'm not going to totally pin anything on D'Amico Ryan's, nor would I any defensive coordinator, but the one where I look at it, I go, okay, well that's that was undisciplined. Was the Hufanga late hit on Jalen Hurts out of bounds. Yeah, that was, that was dumb. Yeah, that yeah, was just that stupid. Was, um, that was dumb, and it was also, you know, by one of his best players, or like best young players that's actually a really, really good player. I don't look at that as um, some kind of a breakdown discipline. Plus, look, I once their fourth-string quarterback got injured, I think pretty much everything went out the window in terms of what your expectations should have been in that yeah. football game. That was a disgustingly bad football game. It was really, really bad because you had you had the most balanced team in the league, the Eagles, going against a team with no actual quarterback. Yep. Like those guys couldn't throw. By the way, Psalm thirty one seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. I think that's pretty Dude. much a, that's a, that's meant to be. That's D'Amico understands our anguish. He does. I was going to yes. say that feels like a description of the last three years. Yeah, read that so I again. It, I think it does mean. Read something. it one more time, Seth. I might start getting into Bible study. Give it to me. I have one like more time. four different translations here. That's all right. Give me the one that applies one. to the Texans the most. This one sounds even better. Okay. I will exult and be glad in thy mercy, for thou hast looked upon mine affliction. Thou hast saved my soul from distresses. I celebrate and shout you because. Dot, dot, dot. It's got to cut off. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's D'Amico. So, when, if and when, 
D'Amico yeah. gets inter, uh, introduced later this week. Should I go to the press conference? Because there'll probably be, a, if it's like the Lovey Smith press conference, there'll probably be a bit of a crowd there. A lot of media, former players, Texans employees. Should I go holding up a Psalm 31 7 sign like the yes. John 316 guy? Yes. Wear a, yes. a rainbow wig? You have seen my affliction. Yes. Should I, you only say that to three people. I, I can, well, oh. six, technically. The Lord, um, D'Amico, and my doctor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so so five. Five so I, people. So, so did you say I need to wear a, an affliction T-shirt? Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, that's what, yes. Okay. Do, you know how many, do you know how many translations there are to the Bible? I do not. I, didn't, <laughs> I mean, I know there are quite a few, but I'll get... There's, I'm on uh, BibleHub.com. You know, I got a bookmark. Of course. And uh, there's like, like 25 translations to this really? one Really? Okay. Wow. Oh, my gosh. All right. How many Bibles do you want me to read? I don't know. I would just I like the God's Word translation <laughs> because it has a little trademark logo next to it. If you're making... That's the American way, damn it. <laughs> I would just be sifting through all the translations till I find out the one that's most beneficial to me. Like I'm sifting through a bowl of Halloween candy. Like, oh, where are the Reese's? Where are the Reese's? Oh, Which there they the, are. This one looks like it's for profit. So okay. I'll go with that one. <laughs> uh, all right, here's another one. Things that people are overreacting to from the NFC title game as it relates to D'Amico Ryans. Um, uh, D'Amico should have been, this is from 2541 also, he should have been more forceful in getting a challenge in place on Devontae Smith's non-catch on fourth and three on the Eagles' first drive. That was a big play early in the game. Yeah, okay, that's just nonsense there. I would, I, I respectfully would say that's a nonsensical objection. That's just not the way it works. Not on his the job. Sideline administration. Now, it, it is interesting, um, and they pointed this out on the broadcast, the replay that showed that it wasn't probably a catch was not shown until well after that play. The guys in the booth don't have access to any other angles than what they see on TV. So the biggest indication was how fast, how fast Smith himself got up. Yes. Did. I mean, that's a pretty the, – the cockiest damn position on the team, uh, the guy who's always convinced that he's got uh, – that he made the catch, when Devontae Smith gets up and says, hey, let's hurry this up and get a play run, I, I, that's almost like a standard rule, I guess. Until until somebody starts to game that um, and tries to get teams to burn a timeout by by asking Dude, them to hurry up. I mean, that was early in the game. That yeah. was his. I mean, look, the biggest play of the game wound up being Brock Purdy getting hurt because then the yeah. Niners had no chance after that. But early in the game, that was a huge play. It was fourth down. They challenged that. The Niners get the ball back with actually not horrible field position. The other the other big play that might have been, which ultimately probably wouldn't have mattered, obviously, but uh, Nick Bosa almost getting that safety. Yeah. Mostly I needed that just for my personal brand because I had tweeted out that this was a, like the, def- the, the de- 49ers defense was going to have to score on defense at some point, and the 49ers had no er, – the Eagles had no reason to be risky with the ball. And like almost within three minutes, Nick Bosa almost got a safety. Yeah. So uh, it was a very big, very big loss for both the 49ers and Seth Payne. Hurts did a good job of getting his body leaning forward and getting out of the end zone on that play. Yeah. Um, uh, good morning. I've been a listener for a long time, but I think your comments, mainly Sean's, regarding the Bible are pretty tacky. I'm not impressed one bit and feel your mocking of strict scripture is extremely disappointing and foolish. I'm going to go ahead and let the multiple pastors uh, and ministers who listen to our show go ahead and respond to that. Yeah. Because uh, they generally are, are pretty cool, uh, more so than, than you. 
who are obviously going to hell. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you? Me? me? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, oh, the, the text. The listener oh. texted it in. Okay, okay. Was that, was that mocking of Scripture? I don't think so. I mean, was I it the like part that, where I said, where, the part where I... The part where I said I was going to bring a sign to the press yeah. conference, it said Psalm 31.7? I think there's some people that think you should only talk about um, God and religion in hollowed tones. Like reverentially, yeah. Which, and I feel like those people are forgetting that, uh, you know, in your words, God hears everything. Right. So, uh, like, you better be talking like that 24-7, Mon Frere. Right. I don't think you'd appreciate your tone right now. I, yeah, I don't think I'm making yeah. fun of the Bible. I was uh, trying to create a funny scene at D'Amico's press conference. Um, yeah. Hey, speaking of Nick Bosa, uh, Quinn and Williams of the New York Jets tweeted this and quickly deleted it, but the internet never forgets. Um, after the game was over last night, after or yesterday, after the uh, the 49ers loss to the Eagles was all done, Quinn and Williams, defensive tackle for the Jets, now Bosa sees what I've been going through. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> now it's unclear... It's unclear as to whether he means no offense or no oh, offense. Oh, no offense. Yeah, oh. yeah. But I think it has a double meaning. I think okay, that's. Now, I think it, that is what he means. Maybe he means double teams or whatever. Well, I don't know. That's pretty good. Were they not getting it? Were they giving him no uh, no calls? Perhaps. Yeah. That's a good one. You yeah. know who else? You know who else ran into a little bit of trouble last night it was Joey Bosa, who was getting harassed by some damn clown because they're everywhere now uh, uh joey bosa was wearing a 49ers jacket outside the stadium on his way in to watch his brother also play. he was at the game in philly yeah okay. he was at the game yeah and somebody came up to him and started harassing him and then joey Bo- joey bosa didn't have very good comebacks frankly um but it's like uh, that's not that's not what he should be doing anyway like that's, that's what he's known for he shouldn't have engaged i guess he should have just walked in, but he turned around and he said, I can Dude. afford the fines. I'm rich. And uh, asked the guy, like, oh, what are you going to do? Put it on YouTube? To which the reply was probably, yeah, sure, I am. I, yeah, I definitely thanks am. for yeah. asking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Would you please say the name of my channel while you're at it? But Joey Bosa, I feel like Joey Bosa now because he was caught uh, just flipping out during the playoffs against Jacksonville. I feel like now he's a mark in public. Like people are going to go up and test him. And yeah, see if they that's go viral by by getting him to respond. Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, oh, what you're telling me is the guy who threw his helmet down on a play, and then had his coach come up to him and tell him, "Hey, don't throw your helmet." So his recourse was to pick up his helmet and throw it again. Yeah. That guy got angry <laughs> at a guy, Philadelphia he fan. Might, <laughs> he might be a little bit of a mark. You don't say. That's uh, boy. I don't. You know what happened though, Sean. I don't know what ha- I, I watched that video a few times last night, trying to figure out exactly you know what was going on with Joey Bosa, and it was pretty. I was trying to figure out how I felt about him wearing a 49ers jacket. I felt like it's in support of his brother, obviously, but I don't know. But um, so now all of a sudden the algorithm thinks that I want to watch influencers getting like beat up or shut down by the people that they're trying to pull pranks on. Yeah. And it's not it's not good for my mental health because I hate these kids so much. I, there's like these guys that walk into a, a, a an MMA dojo and try to fight the owner, and the owner is just trying to do a lesson. Uh, another like the, all these guys going in and harassing people, and then acting like they're the victims that they're getting physically removed from a property. Yeah. I've started thinking about the algorithm when when I see people commenting about things on Twitter that I haven't seen. I, I do start to think about like, okay, as soon as I go find this video or this person saying this or that, 
that will now be a third of the things that are suggested for me to go watch. You know, yeah, know. I've actually yeah. literally started I, thinking about that. It, no, it really is. Even if you start why even if you don't like it or anything, you're like, oh, I've been watching this for like 27 seconds. You're oh, done. Now I'm uh, you're done. I'm gonna, now I got to keep like disliking things. And yes. Everything yes. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Hey, let me tell you something about uh, Nick Sirianni. Hey, Ben, get the hotkeys ready here. We remember Nick Sirianni's introductory press conference when he was. He was made the Eagles head coach, right? The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. Okay, there was that. There Less was... thinking equals talent takeover. Right, right, right. It was a disaster. And and I, I had Joe Giglio from WIP on my Sunday show yesterday, and I asked him about that. I'm like, boy, has anybody made a bigger comeback from that? What was that like when Sirianni got hired? He said, oh, dude, it was – the city was burning to the ground over how stupid he was at his – or seemed. As it turns out, he's a pretty smart guy. But how stupid he seemed at his opening press conference – they told an anecdote on the broadcast yesterday, Seth, that I don't know if you heard during the course of the game, but apparently Sirianni has used his introductory press conference as head coach of the Eagles as proof to his team that it is possible to improve at what you do. Like, you know, like he's using yeah. sort of himself as the example. I already liked him. Yeah. That made me like him even more. Self-deprecation. Yeah, he, seems to, he seems to have a pretty good sense of humor about that type of stuff yes he's one of these new age coaches sean i think uh old world coaches would have fired anybody and everybody that he he would have he would have uh got he would have sent he would have sent his uh his minions around the building to figure out who had laughed at his introductory press conference <laughs> and fired everybody uh and then hated the press forever afterwards whereas like the new age guys are more like ah what am i gonna it's better than getting harassed by influencers what am i gonna do right. that's uh that's just life these days yeah it made me like Sirianni. I, that's uh, that was a good hire, man. They, they did a nice job in Philadelphia, and I can't believe it. I, I remember the things we were. We, I mean, we were just clowning him the day he got hired. Now he's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I agreed with the message. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't mean to go all Tony Romo here and uh, tell you about a time I was writing a prediction, even though it wasn't that great of a prediction. the The thought of what he was trying to do, actually, you know what his what he was trying to explain, actually was borne out in how he conducted himself over the next couple of years. He was talking about how basically when you drill something and you know it so well that you don't have to think about it, and then the talent takes over. Yeah. So likewise, he had never been in an introductory press conference he was as a head coach before. Right. But then after a while, you do enough press conferences as a head coach, and it just becomes automatic, and now he's damn near brilliant. Oh, now it. he takes runs at Angelo Cataldi in press conferences, and in a very glib fashion, I might say. Um, what do you guys think? Text message, uh, Charlie Will and Frame text page 1698. What do you guys think about the Chiefs talking about Burrow so much after the game? Is he in their head? Who cares? They're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Is Joe <laughs> yeah. Burrow in their head? Does it matter? They're playing. He's I not. Don't, yeah, Burrow. Uh, I, is Burrow in Burrow's own head? Burrow with the two interceptions was, you know, one of the big things that lost them that game. He did. And I. Like it's hard to fault Burrow because he made some damn. Uh, excuse my language. Uh, since I've hired a few people, um, he made some darn brilliant throws in that game. But he also had two picks, and I I just don't know what they're going to do about their offensive line. I know injuries were a big part of it last night, obviously, and and it might be as simple as that as really getting the offensive line squared away because the Broncos, the Broncos offensively, they're like a Bills in some ways in which. They just it sometimes it just seems like they're just relying too much on the physical talent of their stud players and not much more. It, it, you know, except that the the Bengals 
the Bengals have more talented offensive players. The Bills, it's like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and then a whole bunch of other guys. And it's pretty much just Josh Allen every, every now and then finding Stephon Diggs not double covered. But if, if that's not the case, then he's running for a first down or something. That seems less sustainable. But there's a certain part of the Bengals that doesn't seem really sustainable either until they just really tie everything together better. It just doesn't – it feels like they're not – really making the most of what they have in Joe Burrow yet. And he's still but he is still young in terms yeah. of experience. And and I think maybe next year is the year that they take that really next big leap. Well he's about to get paid. In fact, we'll we'll hear from me and Rappaport on that. Joe Burrow, even though they lost yesterday, it's gonna be a big off season for him. We'll get to that. Also, um Rob Gronkowski on the studio show yesterday. Is Rob Gronkowski getting good coaching for his broadcasting career? We will assess next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So Joe Burrow could not get to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. He would have been the 15th quarterback to accomplish that in league history. I did the research yesterday. Um, Patrick Mahomes becomes the seventh quarterback to go to three Super Bowls in four four years. But Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes has already gotten paid. Joe Burrow is about to get paid. And it sounds like the Cincinnati Bengals are planning for this. Um, And he deserves it. He's been really good. Unlike some of the other contracts that have been handed out recently to quarterbacks, Joe Burrow uh, deserves a contract extension. Here's Ian Rapoport on the Bengals and Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow has one year left on his contract as of right now. Going to get the fifth-year option this offseason, and then it is time. My understanding is the Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow's agent, Brian Abrold, are going to get together this offseason and attempt to negotiate a big-time blockbuster contract extension for Burrow that no doubt will make him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. It might even make him the highest-paid. It's going to be expensive. 
expensive. And Rich, the Bengals are ready. They've done a bunch of things over the past year or so to give them an influx of cash, including selling naming rights to their stadium. That stadium, Paycor Stadium. But of course, you know what fans call it, Pay Joe Stadium. <laughs> like oh. Well, they love their wordplay in Cincinnati. Who they ever, yeah. Burrowhead. Burrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Joe stuff. Stadium. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a comedy hotbed up it there. It really is. It really is. Uh, it's there, yeah, bad chili. They, um, that too. Um, or whatever they call that stuff. Skyline, Skyline chili. chili. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They put yeah. it on pasta. What are you doing? Um, so, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is, um, he is, he, well, I'm not going to say he's entering the market. I mean, he's still got, to Rappaport's point, He's only in year three of his rookie deal. He's still got one more year plus the fifth-year option left. But with quarterbacks that have shown the ability to be the franchise quarterback, the norm has become uh, giving them a contract extension after three years. And he sure as hell deserves it more than the guys who have been getting big contract extensions lately. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. like the, Joe Burrow can point to all those guys and go, look, these guys all got paid $46 million a year last year. I've been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I I, yeah. I I was a field goal away. I was a Joseph Osai shove out of bounds away from possibly going to two Super Bowls in two years with one of the most downtrodden franchises in the history of the sport. I I mean, we can't accentuate this enough, Seth, especially in light of where the Texans are right now, that they got their head coach hire right and they got the quarterback right, and now they're viewed as a desirable place to go play football. In 2020, the talk before the draft was, well, they better draft Burrow because none of these other guys are going to want to go play there. At least he's from Ohio. That was the talk less than three years ago about the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, right. Yeah, that is. Um, and it, well, I mean, this is the franchise that that Carson Palmer was would rather have retired than stay and played for. Bingo. Yes, Carson Palmer. And got you know a franchise where for the most part everybody in the NFL when Carson Palmer forced his way out. Where the the resoundingly almost unanimous opinion was, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like he's, right. uh, he's he's spent long enough there. The Bengals used to be just a notoriously bad and cheap franchise. You know, we've talked to various guys that who was the Texans player that had brought up the story about having to pay for socks. Jonathan Joseph was it Joseph? Yeah, it was either Joseph so. or okay, maybe it was Jonathan Joseph. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Yeah, it's just it's it was known forever as that kind of a franchise. They're still not huge spenders, but starting with the D'Amico Ryan's year, when they went out and they they spent some good money to bring in some free agents, it still took another year to really turn it around for them. They they had a losing season that first year. That did I, what did I say? D'Amico Ryan's. You meant DJ Reader. DJ Reader. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, DJ Reader. So they they paid for a few defensive free agents. They got Joe Burrow, and then lo and behold, here they are. They didn't. They are still not huge spenders. They're amongst the lowest in cash spending this year. But I think people believe them now when they say, "Oh yeah, they've been loading up to pay Joe Burrow." Whereas several years ago, I think a lot of people would be thinking, "Oh boy, what? what how are they going to screw this up? They're going to trade Joe Burrow for draft picks or something." It's um, it's it's a different organization now than it used to be. It, it is now. I was looking at a tweet a little bit earlier that listed their free agents that they've got coming up here, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is yeah. kind of where it starts to come back to roost, man, because if you can strike in that window in year one, two, or three with a rookie quarterback like the Bengals have, I mean, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they've become a much better franchise. That's great because come year four and five, and you can backload some of this stuff, but they're, they're free agents, unrestricted free agents they've got. Or some, 
Jesse Bates, Von Bell, those are two significant pieces of their secondary. Tight end Hayden Hurst, Eli Apple. I mean, that's three-fourths of their secondary right there are all going to be unrestricted free agents. By the way, Jesse Bates, if I'm if I'm the Texans and I'm looking at some high-ticket free agents, I've got the cap space, I would love to get Jesse Bates on this team and pair him with Petrie in that defensive backfield. I think that would be yeah. – get two safeties like that on the team. Um but and now there's they just uh, I just saw breaking news Seth I won't play the sounder but uh, Lou Anarumo their defensive coordinator is going to be interviewing for the Arizona Cardinals job so now they're at a stage oh. where their staff is getting picked out I know Brian Callahan their OC is interviewing for a couple of these jobs too so yeah the Bengals yeah. are starting to experience they, they've they've done the full life cycle in three years they went from the most ridiculed franchise in football in 2020 to a team where now everybody's cherry-picking their free agents and coaching staff while they have to pay $50 million a year to a quarterback. So Lou Anarumo is getting interviewed, and I think uh, the, uh, the the big question that was asked more and more in the last couple of weeks is that everybody was heaping so much praise on the Bengals' defensive coordinator uh, was, how come Lou Anarumo hasn't gotten any interviews? And it, and it just goes to show you it's a good example of nobody really has a damn clue uh, like who's going to be the next good head coach um, or who's going to be the next good defensive coordinator. And I, that's why I don't get too hung up on the names of who D'Amico's offensive coordinator might be. What I do get concerned about is if you are going to have a defensive coach, and I'm a big proponent of having the best head coach, whether he's defensive or offensive. I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, whether you should or shouldn't hire a defensive coach. But when you do hire a defensive coach, then he's got to start working on not just choosing an offensive coordinator, but ideally having a pipeline of really good assistant coaches, really bright assistant coaches that can become that next offensive coordinator. Absolutely. And that's, that'll be the interesting thing to see what D'Amico's plan is for that. Because if you're doing well, then that guy, your offensive coordinator is going to get plucked away from you at some point. Um, and, like, how do you, A, tab the young guys, but then I think B is also – Keep a keep an eye on the recently deposed head coaches. Yeah, this is one of the nice things about there being so many Kubiak Shanahan guys out there right now is that yeah, these guys will start getting fired at some point when their teams don't do well. Now, you know, Matt Lafleur, you never knows what Matt, Matt Lafleur might get fired a month from now. I don't know what the heck's going on in Green Bay with with Aaron Rodgers and all of those guys, but. Those guys are are out there, and you just got to be really proactive in getting them into the fold. Here was Rob Gronkowski uh, on the Fox Studio show previewing the Bengals-Chiefs game. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals defense has been playing great. They held Buffalo to their least amount of points scored all year last week. And if Travis Kelsey does not play, expect the Bengals to rattle Mahomes all game without his safety valve. Someone's going to have to step up to the plate. Is it going to be Juju Smith-Schuster or is it going to be Jarek McKinnon? We will see later on. (laughs) All right. I mean, I love Gronk, but... Not just the audio, but the video. If you go watch it, it's like <laughs> it's pretty stiff. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, dude, it was like I, Gronk is one of those guys. I think he's let him be Gronk, and whatever happens, happens. Someone clearly got in his head and said, "No, here's how you need to deliver your hot take at the camera or your your opinion." Was, I think uh, they're experimenting with stuff right now. Okay. That's all. Okay. They they just he probably he might not have felt himself confident enough that when he's been kind of freelancing and giving his take on those. And those panel shows, you know, they give them like 15 seconds. To yeah, there's they too say. many people, man. And it's really, 
honestly, it is really hard. If and it, it doesn't seem like it would be, but to try to say something concise in 15 seconds and know that if you screw up one sentence, it's going to sound like nonsense. It's hard to do. And Gronk is uh, Gronk. Gronk's a freelancer, Sean. He yeah. He likes to be able to you know have a. He likes to be able to explore the dance floor shirtless more so than be stuck there in a suit saying three concise sentences. Yes. So I, I think they said, all right, well let's let's try it with the teleprompter. Yep. But the other thing that they do sometimes too, Sean, and I, I give Gronk a pass if this has happened, he might have had a producer trying to say something in his ear as he's saying that too. A lot of times when you hear even the really good, smooth, polished people stumble, it's because some producer thinks that he's helping out by pointing out like, they, like somebody, hey, by the way, uh, Joe Montana's in the building tonight, if you wanted to know that. Like, yeah, thanks. I'm oh, yeah, sentence. like while you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got to deliver my point. About no, yeah, they'll talk while you're talking. Yeah, no, exactly. And expect you to somehow be able to process it all. Yep, yep. It's maddening. It is. All right, um, D'Amico Ryans looks like he's going to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. What did D'Amico Ryans' defensive leader in San Francisco have to say yesterday, knowing that this could have been yesterday's NFC title game, the last game that he plays for D'Amico Ryans? You'll hear it next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We may have to hit this tomorrow. You and I just stumbled on something during the break, and this goes back to something that was texted to us earlier today. Might have been Tom Middlescreen who texted it. Like, hey, who would you rather play for, D'Amico Ryans or Kevin Stefanski? (laughs) Stefanski, the coach in Cleveland. Yeah. And I I don't know, man. I got to imagine that Deshaun Watson, he's probably met D'Amico Ryans before, I would imagine, in his travels with the Texans. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to see how that necessarily would have happened, I guess. If D'Amico were still here, the Texans wouldn't have the draft picks, right. obviously. Um, well, the world changes, boy. obviously. It's yeah, a yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But, well, but, 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 but in general, it's a fair question because I think there are several places, and the one you brought up during the break was a great point. I said to you during the break, I said, Jalen Hurts, you know who else is eligible for a contract extension after this year? Because we just got done talking about Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts, he's eligible for a contract extension. But to your point, 
not as polished as Joe Burrow, and they were going after Deshaun Watson a year ago. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and uh, it was it was the story that Deshaun didn't want to go there? Yes, he didn't want to go to Philly. Yeah. Of course, at that time, A.J. Brown wasn't there yet either, right? He was that not. Was, uh, no, he, he, yeah. he, he was not. Which, well, and the Eagles wouldn't have had the draft capital to go get A.J. Brown Fair point. after they traded for Deshaun Watson. Fair point. So would he, would he be any happier right yep. now? I mean, if you look at uh, – now, look, I mean, that's – boy, Jalen Hurts and how much do you pay him, especially if they win the Super Bowl now. When I watch the Eagles play – like, that is a wide receiver driven offense <laughs> and, and Jalen hurts legs, but he's, but this is the difference. I think he's a better, he's a more dynamic player than Lamar Jackson when it comes to the combo throwing and passing, or I mean running and throwing, I think. So it's enough that I feel like his legs, even though he's not like nobody's as good a runner as Lamar Jackson. And yet I feel like Jalen Hurts' legs might be more valuable than Lamar Jackson's because he's better able to offset them with his arm. So he's not a great – he's still not a gifted passer, but when you add A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to the equation, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you pick? God. Football's hard. It's weird. It's hard I mean, to, it's, it's – It's a stupid salary cap. Pay everybody, Sean. Just th- pay everybody. This is going to – I mean, it's going to sound – I don't know if this analogy holds up. Because Jalen Hurts is about to play in a Super Bowl. Daniel Jones is not. But it's kind of a similar argument, isn't it? I mean, like Daniel Jones, the Giants were more successful than people expected them to be. Hey, it turns out Daniel Jones, has there's something to his game. He's not an elite yeah. quarterback, but he's a dual threat that you got a game plan for a little bit. I think Jalen Hurts is a rich man's Daniel Jones. I think he's a better football player than Daniel Jones. But the conundrum is similar. The comparison to Lamar Jackson is interesting because I'm with you. Lamar Jackson is probably just the, in the run game, maybe more explosive than Jalen Hurts. But over time, I just I look at Jalen Hurts physically and Lamar Jackson physically, and I trust Jalen yeah. Hurts to be able to maybe take the pounding a little bit more than Lamar Jackson, who's yeah. a skinny little fella. I base almost everything on Jalen Hurts versus Daniel Jones, and like, which quarterback has a word expression on his face? Dude, all facial the time? expressions. You know my feeling on this topic. <laughs> He looks like a like the beta version of Henry Rollins. Yes, Daniel Jones does. I can't figure. It's like if Henry Rollins had lost his testicles in an early age or something, exactly. and instead of being angry all the time, he was worried all the time. Exactly. That's Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here was Fred Warner, uh, San Francisco 49ers Pro Bowl linebacker. Of course, he uh, he's been in San Francisco. You know, D'Amico Ryan's was his position coach for a few years, and then he's been his defensive coordinator the last couple years. i got to go look it up. I think he came in to San Francisco with D'Amico Ryans, and here was Fred Warner following yesterday's game with the realization that that might be the last game he's played for D'Amico Ryans. You know, I hadn't thought about it up to this point because obviously you think you're going you're gonna to win it all, but, um, you know, seeing him was, was emotional. It was. It uh, was the first time I kind of – it kind of, you know, hit me, right, that this was – this was the last one with him, and we came in this thing together. Um, I owe everything to him. He's the reason I'm the player I am today. Um, he's fully deserving to go on and, and be a head coach. So, um, no, yeah, it hit hard today for sure. All right, so that was Fred Warner. Yeah, and he was drafted in 2018, which was D'Amico's first year as linebackers yeah. coach. Um, people are going to my, – my gut reaction to that is, ooh, you know who should be excited to hear that? Christian Harris. That's who should be excited to hear that. What I would say, and I'm I, where I would pump the brake, Seth, and you you can tell me if I'm off base on this because you're the former player. 
is that, yeah, I mean, Christian Harris and anybody on the Texans defense should be excited that D'Amico Ryans is going to be the next head coach, as should offensive players. He's going to be, he's a really good head coaching candidate. Part of the reason why Fred Warner was so impacted by D'Amico, I'm guessing, is because different with your position coach. Like, D'Amico had his hands in the clay every day yeah. with Fred yeah. Warner. I do think if if D'Amico wants to fashion a similar defense uh, as there is in San Francisco, then he would want to be able to use Christian Harris as a, a rangy guy with a lot of athleticism that can just – you almost kind of – if you think about all your defensive players as having a certain size bubble around them, like how much space can they account for, Fred Warner has a, a huge bubble around him in the middle of the field that makes it easier – for the safeties, it makes it easier for the cornerbacks, um, you know, and he also, in a lot of ways, makes it easier for the defensive linemen. I think D'Amico would love to have Christian Harris develop into that guy. It's just he's not going to be able to be the guy working with him every day. Yeah. You know, when I watch when I watch the mic'd up with D'Amico as a position coach and coaching Fred Warner, you know, you can see how good he is with the individual guys and what he's focusing on. Um, it's just he doesn't get to do that now. With I'm, I'm thinking of defensive-minded coaches that are really good. Bill Belichick, I, I've always been fascinated to kind of watch Bill Belichick go around and coach his coaches, or just in various instances where they show them behind the scenes in the office. One of the things Bill Belichick is really, really good at doing is coaching his coaches. And, and that's why those Patriots teams, almost like high school teams, can do like they get better as the season goes along simply because their fundamentals get better which is a sign of really good coaching obviously and it doesn't always happen a lot of ways some teams degrade on the basics as they get along because their their coaches are so just obsessed with x's and o's and and all those things so if D'Amico is able to delegate and kind of teach the teachers in that way then yeah that then he could almost directly translate it to Christian Harris yep um Text message, trailer, wheel, and frame text page, 5838. <laughs> I do remember this. Someone said, remember debating if you wanted Hurts back as part of a Deshaun Watson trade? I do, and I think yeah. I remember saying, I don't know about Jalen Hurts. I think I'd rather start fresh. Um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts might win the MVP this year. <laughs> that, that guy also said, thanks, guys. <laughs> His follow-up text was, thanks, guys. There you go. Uh, yeah, 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 I remember that. I do, yeah, I do. Yeah. John Lopez is here. So, John, um, I saw your tweet yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the picture of numerous former Texans, Texan staff members, Dr. Muntz was in there. Uh, they were all out at B and B Butchers over on Washington. It sounded yeah. like right yeah. near where you live, right around the corner. And by right the way, we went to BB Lemon across the street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good spot. That day, yes. Okay, pronounce well, Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that picture was taken over the weekend. So do you read into that that there are some former Texans on there that do not make Houston their home? They exactly, live far, far away from here. So are you connecting the dots that they are here for a D'Amico Ryan's Well, press I put a question mark on my uh, opinion there, so to speak. Okay. Is there, are they here for the D'Amico presser? What do you think? Whatever? Yes. You do. Uh, I, I do. Um, some of those guys, as you mentioned, weren't you know regulars here. It was Saturday, I believe. Okay. Uh, JJ uh, put that picture out, and I completely forgot. My fault, JJ, if you're listening. I'll give you credit later or on the air right now. To give him credit for the picture, okay. Uh, but um, so you didn't take that? Picture. No, no, okay. I could have. We could have walked across, across the street. Well, how, was Nick, 
What the hell was Nick Martin doing? Just glomming on for some I know. free food? Yeah, why did he Nick steal Martin? some? Did he steal some kitchen equipment? And uh, Leckler was there. And I know Leckler, you have to kind of blast him out of his uh, country home, man. So there's a reason. Okay. Uh, there's a reason that you uh, that they were here. Well, this better be happening soon, then. Yeah, and why would they be here Saturday right. when it's not even, when they don't even know if they're going to lose? Well, so there are some questions. Andre's restaurant open though. Didn't Andre have his restaurant opening there? Like, on, yeah, but like it was at B and B Butchers, which is a different. I know, restaurant. but yeah. I, I know, but I don't think he demanded that they eat all their meals at his restaurant. Oh, I got you. Like, because the, the restaurant opening would have been like on on Thursday or Friday last week. Is I, I, I had no idea. Is he is his restaurant opening up in this little time frame right here? Yes, Andre. Last okay, week, yeah. okay. Friday, I didn't know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. it's definitely notable yeah uh, i don't know what it if it means something nothing or something in between but it's notable i mean it wasn't just a reunion what a coincidence was it was it the andre thing i know I, I mean there's like various uh those guys from those teams every it seems like once or twice a year there'll be a big picture that gets floated out yeah. of them all having a big dinner together so yeah i don't know what's andre's place called i don't know okay something 80 i think i've seen some pictures of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 so um so what do you think uh, I don't know if the B and B butchers has anything to do with it because I don't know. If, I mean, the press conference might, if he does if they do this, it might be Thursday. Yeah. You think JJ Watt's going to stay in town all week or you know like to wait for a press? Everybody's conference? Everybody's come in and stay at the ready. Yeah, I just don't. I'm like just realistically thinking like why, how, how, and why would this get organized like this, and um, why would they come in for it? Just, like it's just a, it would be very. Um, it'd be impressive if they pulled it off without there actually being any leaks, Yeah, but it would also be very uncommon. I can't remember hearing about anything quite like this for, to announce a hiring, but obviously this would be kind of a unique hiring. I think the bigger sign, John, is Mm -hmm. Jonathan Gannon saying he's going back to Philly. Big time. That's the yeah. big tell to me right Big time. There. I mean, guys interviewed two years in a row. Like, yeah. oh, no, I ain't leaving Philly. Well, then why have you interviewed for two years? Right. You know? Right. Unless you were told, you know, that, sorry, it's not going to We're gonna going happen. in a different direction. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And, and if that's the case, then chances are they're down to brass tacks, yeah. D'Amico and the Texans. Hopefully that's the case. Would have been interesting if Jonathan Gannon was in that picture. Is this, <laughs> uh, yeah, is this, uh, is this the best move that they've made since dot, dot, dot? Like, is, is this, you can John argue- McClain tweeted this earlier you yeah. may have seen it we read it yeah and and i was like nah and then i went eh, maybe uh drafting uh deshaun but then we all see how that turned out right so yeah since the inception of the franchise might be the most popular move yeah 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 should be good i'm sure you guys are going to be talking about this big today. time and there were games yesterday there were two games yeah i remember i watched <laughs> yeah. them both yeah it was one game one and of them the- was more of a oh my god one was more of a torture session yeah. it got ugly uh so we look forward to hearing you guys talk about all that. Well, I look forward to talking with you. Okay, sounds good. John <laughs> Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Fig, they are in the loop. You got them for the next four hours. We will be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Until then, Seth, antibodies to you. Antibodies and no false news alerts to you. Thank you very much. We are done. We are out of time. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Have a great day, everybody. Antibodies to you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.